This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. No, it's not Groundhog Day, but yes, we're here to talk about another defeat. It is a new podcast. It's not one you've listened to. It's just all we talk about at the moment. Quite depressing, but we'll get into it. Johnny, you daft bastard, you were daft enough to go down and watch it in person. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, I was tired today. I was tired today. Tired of life, tired of Vale, or just tired because you were travelling all night? Um... Tired because I was travelling all night and tired of Veil, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, the sad, sad thing is, there's a lot of diehards that really are now. And that's probably one for a Thursday pod, but it's real sad. I know Dicko put out that he didn't go last night, which isn't Dicko at all. Yeah. I aren't, I aren't at that stage yet. I aren't. I haven't. Right. And then obviously it's each to their own here, but I haven't, I I haven't got to the stage where I feel like we're being wronged, sort of thing. Like some, like like some people have, and yeah. like it obviously depends on what experience you've had and, and stuff like that. And look, it's there's no right or wrong way to feel about it, is there? Do you know what I mean? There's like there's no one saying, oh, you must feel X, Y, or Z in this situation like there's some people that i've seen there are fuming about it some people that are, have accepted it and you you just got to do what you feel is best but yep. yeah I, i'm at that stage at the minute where i'm frustrated with it i can see i can see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel because yesterday there was some there was some positives like i don't know if you've listened to moore's interview after the game yeah but, he he feels positive about it and stuff and like 
you can see that, and you can see you can see some of the things that they were trying and and, and stuff. But then there's some glaring fuck ups is, is the only way to put it because like some players are just not fit for purpose. Yeah, I agree with that. And I watched it on the stream, so it'll be interesting because we've got different views from in the ground on the stream as we found out against Cheltenham where people on the stream thought we were okay and we were there and thought we were shite. I thought we were okay until we conceded last night, but then folded like a pack of cards. And that was worrying. Yeah, it, it's just... It, it, it seems to be the same story week in, week out. It, it, and, like, we make subs and we become weaker. And this time around, we didn't actually... We didn't make subs that should make you weaker, realistically. Mm. So that's that's the worry. And I know that like one sub did make us really weak. Um, we haven't discussed this, but I can fully guess what you're on about. Yeah, and, and this isn't because the player he replaced either had a really good game. I thought I thought the player he replaced was steady. Yeah. But, yeah, it made us really weak. And obviously, we'll get into it in a bit more detail when we go over it. But they're just... The, something needs to give now. And... The, the free transfer window is still open. Steve, I know I facetiously said in the um, the, the um, chat earlier that Connor Wickham would be fit by now. Um, but it, it's it's things like that that I'm frustrated at now. Like we we haven't we haven't got a striker in still, and we've we've used every excuse under the sun. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's becoming it's becoming a hard take. Yeah, and let's introduce him, Steve. Obviously, you watched on the stream last night as well. And be honest, I've never known you so downbeat about Bale at the moment. And I don't want it all be downbeat because Darren Moore coming in as big for the club. And there was some signs of progress last night. However, when I said we were okay until they scored, it was okay and no better than okay. And we were still second best for me. But, Steve, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm good, thanks. Uh, about Vale. I'm in the resign camp, to be honest. I've seen rail teams go down before and I've seen why they go down and how they end up going down. And there's a lot of similarities between them. Last night, exactly what you said, we were all right till we concede and you've just got no no faith that we're going to score a goal. And I'm, just, I'm sad, really, how it's ended up like this because I don't think it needed to. I think that's the most important thing for me. We've got a chance to move on and do things, but we haven't taken it. We've I'm not swearing anymore because my mum's told me off for swearing on the podcast. So we've made a right flipping mess of it. And it and it makes me sad because it it, it wasn't to me, it didn't seem like we needed to do a lot to progress a bit, but we haven't done it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And sorry, Mrs. H, we will try not to say shit or bugger on this podcast, but I'm making no promises no. because it is a bit dog shit at the moment. Yeah, no, it was a fucking she wasn't a fan of. <laughs> I want she. No, I, I can understand that. Is she okay with dog shit? Because she's going to get some of that. Yeah, well, I told her not to listen. She didn't like the content. So was... <laughs> that, that's a good point well made. Uh, well, 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 we need all the listeners that we can get. Yeah, tell her listen yeah. twice. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, she sure, definitely listen. Tell me off. Sure, adverts. Yeah, listen to them adverts over and over and over again. But yeah, so obviously Vale played Reading away last night. Finished Reading 2, Vale nil. 
a wonder strike, to be fair, from Lewis Wing that maybe we could have got out quicker, maybe, you know, as Massey's got there, he's half-heartedly tried to block it rather than chucking himself in front of it. And then an absolute fuck-up for the second goal, but as we said, Ed's had gone. Change in formation, Johnny, game more 4-3-3. How did you find that? Yeah, we we looked we, we looked really really compact and strong and and clever with it. Like it took a little bit to get to grips with, um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was right. I've I've been I've been um, knocking this like knocking this over for the last couple of weeks, aren't I? Like yeah. saying that we should be four at the back, and I think it's. It, it, it's basic. Everybody, everybody that's played football has played in a back four. So you can have an hour in the classroom or on the training pitch or, or, or however more explained it and know what your job is going to for. Like, you look at it, Jones has played left back elsewhere. Sang's played right back at Cardiff as a right back sort of thing. The centre-halves have played centre-half. So there isn't there isn't much for you to learn other than how does the bloke in front of you play? Because that's that's really important. But and if he's got a veil shirt on, the answer to that's not very well. That's a bit harsh on Martin, I think. No, Martin actually, yeah, Martin had a decent game. Yeah, I think what what frustrates me is that no one really had a shitter like that started. I was going to say, yeah, fair enough. No, like no one, yeah, no one that started really had a shitter, and I think that's what frustrates me. The fact that, like, if that game ended nil nil, no one's, no one's complaining too much about it. Mm. But it was a wonder strike, and I think, I think, from in the ground, you didn't appreciate that he actually had it had a quick touch as well before he hits it. So, like, you you have got a question worthy out out quick enough, but you could kind almost almost deal with being bit beat by a goal like that, can't you? But it's this, then the second goal happens, and it's the fact that we we didn't feel like we were ever trying to get back into it. Yeah, no, it didn't feel like we ever could. And Steve, last time you had a quick touch, you ended up in court. Uh, not guilty, unproven. DBS check still fine, enhanced. Um, I, I, I think I, I don't think I know. I think one of the problems we have is I think Johnny spawned. Nobody had a really, really bad game. Yeah, we still, yeah, we still lost, and a lot of average performances. Came back to four at the back. You know, we've been losing every game with three at the back, so what's the difference to change it up? The only thing I'd have done, well, I would have played low at right back in Sanger in in midfield. If, for away games now, if Dan Jones is fit, I'd play four. I'd, I'd go old school Tony Pugh, he's four better halves. Sanger um, low at right back, a left footed left, left back, and two set halves, then try and shit out a life out of your game. Yeah. I would at the moment. I think as soon as Mitch Clark's back, he goes in and see is that right back or left back, whichever you want play. Yeah, like I know it's easy for me sitting here now and with, with neither of you being there last night. But I, I, I said as soon as Jonah went went down injured, I was like, I'd be getting yak on. Mm. Like, I, I because 
we'd actually been really solid with Jones there. And I just think, like, you you need defenders yesterday. Because we, 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 needed, we needed minimum to pick up a point just to, like, get everything back rolling, get, like, get the losing mentality out of the way. Like, and I know that Moore said that there's a couple of, couple of problems that, like, players weren't switched on for 90 minutes and stuff like that. And that's, that's a problem in itself. But you just, you just need to do anything at the moment, like, literally anything to, to stop the rot. So I'm with you, Steve. Four centre halves would be fine. Yeah, and Johnny, me and you, Steve. Remember the like Norian game, where we where we stopped to rock by basically shit housing it out, and that's what we've got to do. You're talking about the Daniel Clark when he first came the nil nil case. I was thinking you mean the one nil loss a few weeks back. Yeah, no, no, no. the Daniel Clark, we were a bad run. Everyone went down there. Bosh, we shit shit house the life out of the game. We've got to do something like that. When we come to play the home games against teams we've got to be beating, you can't probably do that. But against, you know, in tough away games, set up with four centre-halves and keep it really narrow and make teams, make teams beat us. And I don't think we're really doing that. And I agree 100% when I'd have done the same as you, Johnny. I'd have, I'd have chucked the yak on and we might not have conceded that goal, that first goal. Otherwise. The second yeah. goal, sorry, not the first one. Yeah. And Johnny, me and you both said before the Reading game, if we lost, we're down. Where are you standing after the performance? Because it wasn't as bad as the others have been. Are you still we're down, or are you retaining that bit of hope that's going to kill you? It's points over performance at the minute, so it doesn't really matter how well we play if we're, not, if we're picking up zero points. Um, so yeah, like and until until something on that front changes. I, I, I'm resigned to us going down, but there's still 15 games left. There's still a hell of a lot of football to be played. Some something's got to give. More will have been in charge nearly half a season at the end of it, and I, I know that people will say, "Well, the players aren't is and stuff like that," but some something's got to give at some point, and you've got to judge it all. When when either one is confirmed, haven't you? Mm. For me okay, now, yeah. I'd, sorry, let's say more have been in charge since August. The first, let's split the season into two with the first half of the season squad before Ollie go before Ollie and Alan go back. How, how many more points would we have? Do you reckon if we'd had a experienced proper manager from the start? Well, Crosby should have picked up ten more points in the first half of the season, definitely. Yeah. And we've so, both said that for weeks and weeks and weeks before yeah. Darren Moore was here. Yeah. So and, and I think Crosby should have picked up ten, not not even an experienced manager, because I I don't buy into this experience, bollocks. It's I think it's an easy excuse. You look at John Massino at Portsmouth, for example, mm. first job, no experience, doing well there. So it it, it proves that experience isn't key. Andy Crosby. I'd argue is more experienced than probably 60-70% of this league's managers because of what he's done as an assistant. I get that the management role is different, the book stops with you, but as an assistant manager, he will have had the conversations with a manager that he needed to have with, with Schofield. So 
it's not a million miles away. It's just making the right final decision. And I think he just he 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 lacked the impetus to make that final decision. Yeah, I'd say I I disagree entirely. I'd say it's a million miles away. How many assistants step up? And I was in favour of the Crosby appointment, so let's not you know I'm not not going full circle. How many assistants step out of the manager's shadow and genuinely going to do well? I'd argue not many. And I think it's completely different. There's, there's not a lot of pressure on the assistant manager if it goes wrong. There's not a lot of pressure to fight for your course upstairs against direction of football. And there's not a lot of pressure on you from the fans' point of view. I think he's a whole different world. And I think that's where Cross got exposed, really. Great coach, but the final 20% needed to pick a team, to pick your battles, he just didn't seem to have. And I don't think yeah. he had I don't think the experience as a manager, especially with the in our position, an experienced manager can get the can get the best out of the, uh, the players he's got. A good coach needs better players to coach well, and I don't think we had that, especially now. I, I, I think there's a big difference between the two, and I don't think Crosser was the man, although I wasn't against him at the time. Yeah, it, I think that's fair to say he definitely wasn't the man, and that's no disrespect to him. He's Real nice bloke, real good coach, as we've said, but he is partly responsible, and only partly, but he is partly responsible for the position we're in. Because as we've said many a time, we should be on a lot more ten yeah, a lot, a lot more points than we are now. However, part of the responsibility, and we've said it on here, people think that we don't bash whatever. We've said on here half the problem is the January transfer window. We've come out of it a lot weaker than we went into it. Not just weaker, but a lot weaker for me. Um, those coming back from injury, obviously, Garrity played 20 minutes last night. A lot of pressure's on them now because the hope's with them. Plenty, we've heard, is back in full training. Clark's back in full training. There's a lot of pressure on them players now to try and drag us out of it, along with Dan Moore and his tactical mouse, Johnny. Yeah, there is. Look, look, I think the big the big thing is you look at the fact that if we if we got them ten more points, we'd be thirteenth, sat mid sat comfortably mid table, and Cross is still in a job. Yes, you know, what I mean? like so, it's not that that first half of the season. The, the, there's a lot to there's a lot to be answered for that's not recruitment based. But this second half of the season, the only the, the only thing you've got the only thing we can question is is recruitment because yeah. it's not it's, it's not new it's not something that was a shock if it if we're sat here going we could have done with a striker because Uch's shoulder had fallen off three days before the window closed and we hadn't got one over the, the line the majority of fans don't kick off about that do they like if that's the only if that's when it happens but we knew we needed a striker back in October so yeah. to go into that window needing a striker, to come out of that window needing two strikers, is three is actually because dis- Josh Thomas has then gone back as well. Yeah, I, I, he's neither here nor there, is he, Josh? You know what I mean? Like he he never really played played enough to make a judgment of whether he would have been useful or not. We we, or, we if he's here or a replacement. We're not relying on a 17-year-old coming on off the bench. 
No, but Josh Thomas is an 18-year-old with no, no no experience coming off the bench. So like, he, wanted, he was 20 once, he, Josh Thomas. I he, he played like he, he, it was his first senior loan anyway, wasn't it? He got a lot more about him, and no disrespect, I know it's going to sound like it. He got a lot more about him than Bailey DiPepe. He had. But, again, like, I get what you're saying about that, but I, I think you look at it, if you, if you have Loft, Ooch and Willow, you only really needed to replace Josh Thomas at the start of that window with someone that's able to come on and play. Mm. Whereas at the end of the window, we needed two. Because no, of at least two, I would argue three, but at least two. I, I, I don't think a team like us can carry five strikers. I, I, it's impossible. Loft, Ooch, Willow. If you're signing two, you're carrying five strikers. Yeah, but you know our strikers' injury records and you're probably going to have three or four available most games. Yeah, yeah I, I get that, but you can't you can't, you can't, can't sign like that or else you, you're reducing the amount of money available, aren't you? And to be fair, we're Port Vale, we can't sign full stop. Well, yeah, there, that, that's how it feels, isn't it, at the minute? It's, yeah. It's, you, talk, it's not... you talk about the number of strikers and, we, and you say... We go into if Ooch doesn't pull his shoulder, we don't need another one. Let's not forget Ooch has got one goal since he joined the club. Loft hasn't got a league goal. You know, it runs deeper than having them not fit because I don't, I don't really see would we be any better off if Ucci was fit? You know, we would no, because I, I, we failed the pepper on and and stuff like that. But they've got they've got one league goal between them. Let's not pretend that Ucci getting injured is the reason why we're in the shit. You know, no, that's what that's what I mean. We still needed we needed a striker. Yeah. So it's like there there isn't there isn't that there isn't that excuse. We needed a striker at the start of the window. So that 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 was with Uch Loft and Willow being fit. We we know we needed one. So that's I'm not I'm not pointing at it going, oh it's Uch. I'm just saying it if if it was just Uch that got injured when he did. And we didn't get one in. You could kind of understand why. Whereas knowing for six months now that we needed one, it's it's inexcusable. Yeah. It is. And Johnny, I pointed to the fact that we're going to have to rely heavily on Garrity, Mitch, Planty coming back and changing mentality, adding a bit of something. We had a charity bet at the start of the season, Planty 15 goal involvement, which obviously isn't going to happen now. How much did we bet on that? It was only 10, was it 10, 20 quid? I got 10 in my head. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. So, I'm going to offer you double of quits. Okay. Plenty, and we don't know when he's back yet. I'm going to say five goal involvements between whenever he's back and the end of the season. Five goal involvements between when... Right. Yeah, go on, let's go for it. So, if he doesn't get him, that's 20 for the charity, your choice from me. If he does get him, it's quits and we're even. Yeah. I'm going to rely heavily on Planty, especially if we played the 4-3-3. I'm going to back him to force his way in as part of the front three and get five goal involvements. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's unrealistic in that sense because that's where, that's where his best position is. By far. So, yeah, yeah. I actually, speaking of plenty, I when he comes back, he gets a chance to play in his proper position. You know, I I think I made the point that 
flicks he's going to plant his coming back. He hasn't actually done a lot this season. I maybe didn't, I wasn't doubling down. I maybe needed to like, emphasize the point that he needs a chance to play his position all his life. He's been a forward player. It's only because we can't sign a wing back that we've, we've screwed him over. Let's see what he can do in one of those front three positions and give, give him a run. That way you'll know for certain, won't you? Or you'll have an idea what sort of player he is. Because if we're honest, we don't know what how good Plantier can be because he's not had a chance to prove to play any any number of games in his actual position. We've been, you know, he's done us a good job. He's got a bit of experience playing wing back, but we've not done him any favours from a professional point of view, have we? No, agree. And I've only got experience sort of watching him against academies because that's where I saw most of them. And it was more than good enough for that level. But obviously, men's football is completely different. But from what I've seen of him, I back him. So let's see. Let's get let's on to say, last night. Well, just on Plenty quickly. So he's like, we've seen him. We've seen him play in his position for thirty minutes this season, and he was good. Yeah. And that that was a Portsmouth away. So I I haven't got a worry that if you if you actually get him further forward, he'll 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 be good enough for. At this moment in time, he's good enough to play mid-table League One, and that's at his age now. Yeah. So I haven't got to worry about that side of it. It's it's obviously the rest of it. Yeah, I'm with you. And Johnny, let's get on to last night. As we've already said, we went to well, you went to Reading, Vale went to Reading, and we lost two 0 um, Starting line come out. You sent it means I personally would swap Sang and Low, and that's sort of indicating you play low right back, Sang midfield. But if that's how we line up, it's solid with a good bench. And there were your thoughts before kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, like I said, I've been I've been asking for a back four for weeks. I've been asking for near enough that back four, but with I would have played low right back. Like he's been a right back all his life. It 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 confuses me why we're deciding now there is better in centre midfield. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's probably the it was the right formation. It looked it, it looked better. It looked more solid. But yeah, it, the end result was pretty much the same, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Um, and for me, Sang's got more legs in centre midfield than Low as it's you know he's ten years younger than he. Yeah. So it gives you a bit more there. And to be honest, Sang's range of passing is probably better than Low's from what I've seen so far. So we'll see. Steve, anything to add about the start in eleven? No, I agree wholeheartedly. The decision to go loft over Willow pains to say, but I don't think you can argue with that either. Thought lofted it. I thought loft was okay. The subs were the subs. Um I I'm in favour of the change. I've I've we've lost games playing playing three in the back for ages. Change it up, try and now try and get try and get your defenders close together, narrow the pitch a bit. It'll be interesting to see what we do on Saturday, whether we'll whether we'll stick to whether we'll stick to that because I think we probably will. But no, I thought the lineup and the formation was was a was a good and solid idea. Yeah, definitely with you both. And Vale Away brought to you by Andy's Taxis. That's Andy PVFC's Taxis. Get yourself over to his Facebook, Twitter. He'll take you to any airport in the UK and even pick you up if you're nice to him. So get yourself over to Andy's Taxis. Johnny, carry on, Mark, for more. His staff have yet to been officially announced. Yeah, six for them, to be fair. Like, they, they, made, they made near enough the subs that I would have made. Um, 
like my only my only criticism is and will and will lie at the Sang and Low situation. That's not that's not because Jason Lowe had a bad game or anything. It's just that like you said, Bez, the legs that, that Sang Sang's got, the, the the delivery that Sang's got, and I know that like from centre midfield can he do that, but I don't I, I don't see why he couldn't. So yeah, for, for for them reasons, it'd be a six. One one sub was forced on him, and I like I say I would I would have brought Yak on instead, and I'd, that's it's great saying that when 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 he's been in the form that that he's been in, but yeah, that that would that would have been my only difference. Yeah, one decision I do want to talk to you both about because. I found it a bit strange reading today, and Steve, you highlighted it in the group. Casper wasn't injured or anything, but didn't make the 18. What do you make of that? Because I'll be honest, it'd be in the 11 for me, not just the 18. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it'd be in the 11 for me as well. Um... Obviously, we don't know if anything's gone on after Cheltenham, whether there's been a bust up in the dressing room, whether... He isn't injured, but he's got a slight knock or Moore's thinking, do you know what, I'd rather save you for Saturday and I don't want risk. There could be a host of things. We know nothing. All we know is in Mark Bagley's newsletter, it's Dan and Moore has confirmed that he wasn't left out for injury. It was purely a tactical decision to leave him out the 18. Maybe he doesn't have to be the ball. It can only be that, really, can't it? Because he was arguably our best defender last week. Mm. And maybe just in the ball, he doesn't think he can play. They want to do centre halves, and you certainly won't want to be a fullback. Whereas, like Johnny said, you could bring Yakon at fullback. Smithy played right back, so if someone gets injured, they're sort of a bit multi-dimensional. They can play more than one position. He'd have to play centre half, and I can only assume that in a back four, he doesn't fancy him, you know, rightly or wrongly. Maybe Johnny. I'd probably lean towards the fact that he limped off two games ago, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst he might be fit, like, do you do you play him for sixty minutes and then not have him for Saturday, sort of thing? And and Moore had got a plan, so I'd probably lean more towards. I agree with the tactical aspect, but without knowing, like, you say without knowing the ins and outs, it's really hard to to judge into it. You, you've got to hope that. With how he's played recently, if if he's fit enough, that he would have been in there. But I suppose it's similar to the the question on Saturday about why Jesse Deborah didn't make the pitch at all, mm. but then managed to play ninety minutes. It's it's a weird and wonderful sort of. Weird yeah, and wonderful I think it is. Question in it. I think we just yeah. I think we just don't know what our best defense is. I think every one of those players apart from Casper, because he only just joined us, you can pick holes in their performance quite easily. And I just don't think we know what our best defence defense is in the chopping and changing it to try and find it, because it was happening on the Crosby at the end, it's happening on the Daryl Moore. All of our defenders have got mistakes in them, and I don't think they know which, which way, which one is the best bet at the moment. And hopefully, he can set one and back four, because that will be better. You know, a set of defence is always better, isn't it? Everyone knows that. Yeah, and maybe, and he has alluded to the fact that he's probably the first two games in a feeling out stage where he's trying to feel what he thinks his best 11 is, and 
he'll be calling up on all the players to play a part, especially when we've got Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, for now until the end of the season. Well, I know it's not till the end of the season. I was being a bit, um, what's the word there? What's that? Facetious. That's the one, facetious. I thought you didn't come up with a bit of a prick, but yeah, facetious, that's the one. Um, So yeah, we'll see. Um, Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. On the tally, thought he had a decent game, John. He thought he was fair, didn't really miss anything major. There's probably the odd mistake in there, which again, over 90 minutes of football, there's going to be mistakes from a footballer and a ref. But overall, I thought Ross Joyce, and I alluded to it before, when he came on the scene, I thought he was a good ref. From watching on the tally, I thought he had a good game last night. Did it feel any different in the stadium? No, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't think so. I thought there was there, there was no there was no real contentious decision for him. Mate, there wasn't anything where you look at it and go, "Oh, he's he's proper cocked that up." So no, decent decent refereeing performance. Yeah, seven out of ten for me. Did well, old, old Ross Joyce last night. Steve, anything to add on, Mister Joyce? No, it was an easy game to referee, wasn't it? And yeah. I think that's another one of our problems, isn't it? We don't make it in a relegation scrap. You've got to be a bit hard, a bit, a bit, a bit meaner. You know, we don't get, you know, get getting people booked for shit housing, time wasting stuff like that. You know, we there was none of that. You know, it was an he, he did a good job in an easy game, didn't he? So you can't criticise him. It's not his fault where our frailties lie, is it? No, it's not. So, yeah, with you both, let's go through the Vale team brought to you by Johnny's Bar in St. John's Square, Booslem. Get yourself down there Saturday for a pint before kickoff. I'm pretty sure I'll be in there for a pint before kickoff Saturday. Um, you can't watch this without a pint at the moment. So, get yourselves in, have a pint, best pint in Booslem. The A up ducks on, get yourself a pint of that bloody beautiful. It's Johnny's Bar, St. John's Square, Booslem. Next to Connell. Johnny. Let's start with you. In goal, my man of the match, number one, Conor Ripley. Uh, yeah, another good performance. You, you get, you get what you get, what you, you know, you're getting from Conor, don't you? Solid, solid, solid performance. Couple of good saves made. Um, couple. Interesting. See, was throwing a lot more out. Yeah. Like because that that was quite quite good and. With how quick he was getting the attack started, um, but yeah, couple couple real good saves, and yeah, it's um, it was a seven for Connor. Thought it was it was pretty solid, so I was rather happy with him. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, he was my man of the match too because Lars and everybody else played to a pretty similar standard. Um, he made his saves, his distribution was decent enough. You can't, you know, whatever Vale's problems are, Conor Ripley's one of them. No, I'm with you. And then let's go across the back four. First time we've said that this season. So starting at right back, we've already alluded to Steve. Your first, it was Tom Sang. Yeah, Sang Sang was okay, wasn't he? Um, he didn't get up and down as much as maybe we'd want to, but I think that's how he, how he was set up. Um, out of line to see the midfield. I'm just trying to remember. Was was Sang the one who fell over for the second goal? Yeah. Yeah. That's I was sure it was. It was a bit clumsy there. It was a good ball across. But a lot went wrong besides him. So you've got to look at him for the second goal. 
Um, so, yeah, the second goal takes his shine off. But apart from that, I thought he was all right. But I think I'm going to be saying that about a lot of people tonight. He was all right. Yeah. Johnny, Tom Sang. Yeah, he grew, he grew into the position. Um, he started a bit shaky. There was, in the first half, he missed his header where their lad edited it pretty much straight at Ripley and that he should have scored that. He, that that was a terrible attempt. But yeah. um so yeah. He then grew into he he linked up with Chizzy a bit more quick when Chizzy started cutting inside, leaving the gap, which I thought was nice and quite quite clever of them because you, you started using the space. He delivered an absolute wonderful ball in that no one gambled on. Um, but overall, it was a five for him because it was, like I say, the the, the missed header in the first half could have proven really costly. Um, and then the the slip as well was I, what really frustrating. He just lay there when he slipped. That's the that was the biggest frustration for me. Yeah, like he didn't make an effort to try and get back up, and yeah. it. Might not be that easy, but I'd, I'd just I'd like to see you at least scrambling your body to to try and get up in that position. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you both. And as you say, Johnny, you grew into the game. I thought first half hour or so at the right back, he was very hesitant to get forward. Whether that's because he's been used to playing wing back and he's had that security of three centre halves behind him, whereas now obviously there's two centre halves and the left back behind him. He seemed very hesitant to get forward, and when he did, he was a bit shaky and a couple of times missed control where I think there was one Ojo played a lovely ball down the line. If Sangi had let it run, he was through down the line to get a good ball, and he kind of tried to control it, ended up knocking it backwards, and their fullback got behind him at that point. So a couple of things, and you know what, I'm probably um, really picky there with what I'm saying, but I like Sang. If we're playing this formation, I'd rather see Sang with Ojo in the middle, as we've already said, and let him play there. Because he can play football, Tom Sang. He is a good footballer. He can get on the ball, good range of passing. He can get forward. I'd rather see Jason Lowe defending. So, yeah, we've kind of covered that. That was Tom Sang. Johnny, I'll go across the back line in the order that BBC Sport put it out. So, next to Sang was Big Deb. Yeah, another one that did all right. Another one that seemed to grow into it. What what was abundantly clear in the ground, and I don't know how it came across on on the stream, was he, he's he's really hesitant to use his left foot. Like really hesitant. Yeah. Right. And there was there was a couple of just wild swipes, which he got away with. But we kind of need to kind of need to cut that shit out. Like just. Just compose yourself and get rid of it rather than just swinging and hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, other than that, decent performance. One is one is Edders. Can't remember. I remember anything that he did. He did the way he thought. All oh, that was really bad, and I can't remember any tackles that, that that he put in or any recovery runs where you think, oh bloody hell, that was really good. His pace helps us, um, but. Yeah, it was just a standard performance in my eyes. It was just solid six, decent from a centre half, especially conceding two. But can't can't put any of the can't put any of the fault his, his way from what I remember. 
Yeah, I think that's all fair. Steve? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Deb's, I think, forget, keep forgetting, he's incredibly inexperienced, Deborah. He's gone from a back three to a back four. He did, did okay yesterday. He doesn't want to use his left foot. Um, he didn't come striding out from the back like he has done in a back three sometimes. But he was all right, you know. And, and again, like you say, Johnny, that the two goals, neither centre half are at fault for, really. So, you know, I think it's a bit, a bit of a similar performance to what we'll talk about in Smithy next. But yeah, Devon was fine. Yeah, I like Big Jess. He's, as you say, still very inexperienced, and you can see it at times, and he's going to learn. Yes, he might be 22, but don't forget, this is his first season in the Football League, and he's played, what, 15-odd games? He had not played loads, so... He is still learning at this level. Um, I think this probably is his level. At first, when he first come, I thought he could go higher. I think League One probably is his level. But for me, he can be a top-end League One player rather than a relegation battle League One player. But he's going to learn. He is going to make mistakes. But he'd be on that team sheet for me. Um, and he'd be next to not the person who was next on the team sheet, which was Nathan Smith. And you got the first dig, Steve. I dig, I don't mean dig for anyone who thinks dig as in, oh God, let's go in on Smithy. I just mean short term first, Stephen Nathan Smith. Um, <coughs> Smudge has had far, far worse games than that. Agree. Um, and now, me saying that it wouldn't yeah. be next term is just because I think at this moment in time, yeah. I put Casper above Smith. That's the only reason. Smudge was all right in, in the back four. And, you know, as Johnny said, um, most players have played a back four. He started Loftlife playing in, in a back four. So it shouldn't be a big shock to Nathan. I thought Nathan was okay last night. You know, in, in a tough away game, it's really made for his type of football. We're not going to have as much of the ball. He's not expected to be to bring it out from defence and stuff like that. You know, he, he won his headers. I don't remember him getting getting done any time like he has been down the side when he's part of a back three. I thought Smith was all right last night. Johnny? Yeah, I can't argue, Steve. I, I thought it was the best game that Smudge has had in, in a long while. Um, and that, that kind of shows the level he's been at recently. Um, I think the, the big the big thing for me was that he did the simple stuff and it seemed like he it seemed like Moore had told him, Don't fuck about with it. Once once you've won it, done your job, get rid of it and then reset and we'll deal with it a bit further forward. Um, and I thought I, I really like that because that's that's where Smith comes into his best. Is like when he hasn't got to control it, he hasn't got to play football. He can just get it, get rid of it, reset, defend, sort of thing. That on the next go. So I'm quite happy with Smithy. Um, I think I, I get what you're saying, Bez. I'm with you. Lapata would have been the one that starts um, if if it was by choice. Because and that's solely down Smithy's recent form, but mm. yeah, in, in a back four looks, looks looks solid again, and just I just 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 felt like Smith didn't really trouble him, and, it was, and he, he did really he did really well against him. So yeah, it was a six. Um, I say nothing, nothing stands out as oh my god, amazing defending, but. Felt like they did the job, and there wasn't there wasn't anything majorly at fault. Yeah, no, with you both, and as I say, I think Smith had an okay game last night. He did fine, just on recent form, and from what I've seen this season, 
my two best centre-halves at Vale at the moment are Deborah and Lapata, as you're saying, that's why they've gone with them. But on the flip side, you're asking two 21, 22-year-olds to be your back line in a big relegation scrap. Are they up for it? I think they are. But I don't see them every day in training. I don't know what the mentality is like. So, I think he's um, asking a lot. I think he's is. asking a lot. Yeah, it I, is. And maybe that's where Dan and Moore's at. And Christ, I'll bow to his expertise. He's got a lot more experience than me in managing a football team. So, we'll see. Um, Johnny, moving on. Left back was Joni. My man of the match last night. Um. And the reason he was my man of the match last night wasn't because he did anything well. I was going to say, is it more because of what happened when he went off than when he was off? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it, it, it was just, it was night and day between the two of them. And Jones, look, he, he's one of these players that isn't ever going to do you anything spectacular than Jones isn't. Like, Yes, he, yes, he's got that crossfield ball in him. Yes, yes, he likes having the ball, but he's, he's never gonna he's never gonna run forty yards with it and whip a ball in, is he? Do you know what I mean? He's not that sort of player. But I thought he defended really well. He, he got turned early doors by their winger, um, and that 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 felt like a real wake up call for him because I don't remember their winger getting the wrong side of him again. And in all fairness, I thought their winger was a decent player as well. Yeah, he was. He he, he was a very good player because he had he, he had one thing you can't teach, and that's pace. Was he year Dom? Um, he was. Was he the, Was he not the right back year Dom? Can't remember. But yeah, I can't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just gonna have a quick look. No, it, Aziz Femi Aziz. Uh, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was a very good player. In all fairness. Yeah, but like like so, so like. Joe, I thought Jones did really well, keeping him quiet for, for the majority. Um, yeah. And like I say, he, he learned really quickly, actually, I can't get too tight to him because he is going to fuck me. Um, and yeah, d- d- decent performance. Like for me, it was a seven. I thought he was solid. Um, he, d- he did his job well enough. Um, and he looked comfortable there. And I think that was the key thing. He looked, he looked a lot more comfortable there. He started linking up really well with Mighton, and he's he's probably the only player that we've got that punches the ball in as well to someone. Like I don't know if I don't know if TV shows you it properly, but like Jones fires the ball into feet rather than rolls it into feet, and I think that's really important when you're getting that touch out your feet, turning to to get further up the field. So. I was happy with Jones's performance, and I was quite disappointed with him going off. To be fair, like I'm hoping that it's similar to um, Cheltenham, where it's just the back end of a knock, and he's actually played through it at Reading as much as he could before he's gone off, rather than an actual injury. But we'll um, we'll see, I suppose. We will. Steve Dan Jones. I agree, I agree with Jones, uh, well, Dr. Jones, Jonesy, Corporal Jones. Um, he, was, he was good at left-back. He, 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 he is the player I would have at left-back until Mitch Clark's fit, if, he's gonna, if he is going to go there, because he's solid. And 
the problem is, if he has got a knock, is he going to be out for another three or four weeks? Which has always been Jonah's problem. Like Johnny says, he's got a, he's got the crossfield pass. He isn't going to do anything spectacular. You're never going to come off away from a game saying, oh, Christ, I'm glad I went and watched Dan Jones today. But at the moment, what we need is solid, depend, dependable, you know, and he can win the odd long, long throw. And I thought Jones was decent last night, so well done him. Yeah, with you both. And the main thing for me with Jones is I was critical of him sat deep against Charlton, the fact that he kept giving away stupid free kicks. He learned from it. He didn't do that once that I remember last night. When their man was on the touchline facing out, he just stood there and let him stay there and says, you've got beat me. I'm not coming that close to you where I'm going to give you the foul. So I was impressed with that. His passing was a lot better last night than it was on Saturday where he gave the ball away a lot. And again, Saturday was his first start for what, since August probably, if not before then. So if Dan Jones can stay fit, get him in at left back, he could be another key cog and try and keep us in League One. So yeah, with you both, happy with Dan Jones. Steve, you're next. The first of the holding midfielders was my mate Lo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you've been Super Vale away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the Vale play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where do you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. Go over to the McDonald's app and get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be playing midfield. He likes the legs. Um, he's not going to create anything. But again, he was okay. In a team, you know, we'd have taken nil-nil before the game started. You, we all know his limitations, but he's an experienced pro. He doesn't let you down. You know, he's covered a couple cross-quarter times to the right. But apart from that, I've not got a lot else to add, really. He isn't going to pay you a defence splitting pass. He isn't going to smash it in from 30 yards. You know what you're getting, and that's not all you can say, really. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I, I think the only, the, only, the only thing I can think of why Jason Lowe starts in that midfield is to free up Ojo and see if, like, you can get something more from Funzo. Um, but I think you're putting a hell of a lot of pressure on Funzo as well. Um, but yeah, steady, did his job. Can't can't think of anything like that like Steve just said where you where you think, oh, that was brilliant. There was no defence saving tackles or anything where you look at and go, oh, oh bloody hell, that was good. But yeah, so, solid performance. Want to see him in at right back. Because I think that's that to me is where where he should be playing. But overall, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, with you both. That's how it seemed to me. 
And Johnny, you've already alluded to him next to him. Played with a sulk on Saturday, seemed more like it without being back to his best. Funzo Ojo. Yeah, decent, decent performance. You know, you're not, you're not sat there looking at Funzo thinking, pick your head up, like 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 I said to you, to you the other day with him. He he did his job. He another one that's not not going to be a creative man. He's, he's He's not there for that, but he tried hard. He got himself about. He he put his body about, and he did all right. So similar similar to Low and other six, and we we hopefully now can see a bit more minutes from Ben because I think Ben will suit be next to Funzo a lot more than Low will. Um, not that Garrity did anything superb when he came on, but. You know, we know, we know what Garrity offers. So, yeah. yeah. He's going buy Funzo, but not... But nothing like... Nothing to shout over my vote. Did you get him a mark? Yeah, six. Six, yeah. Steve? All right, Ben, so we've got another pit. Um, yeah, Funzo was a lot better than Saturday, which is no great achievement. He was solid enough, um, you know, a couple of times. A couple of times he took, took the ball in really not dangerous positions, but the, he was having passes put into, especially the first half, where he was under a lot of pressure. But he does what he always does, recycles the ball well, always was always available for the pass. Did he look like doing something that was going to win us, win us the game? No, he didn't. But then, neither did anybody else. Yeah, Funzo was fine. Better than yeah. Saturday, but solid six, five or six for me. Yeah, with you. And no, Steve, I was Liverpool's finisher. I was just taking my fire stick out the tally and plugging my Virgin box until I can watch the end of the Champions League match. Um, and last but not least in that midfield three, Steve, was Young Weir. Um, I have heard it described as his best game for the club. Um, I'm not necessarily convinced by that. But again, he was all right without you ever thinking, Christ, Weir's going to score us a goal here. He was he the one who had the chance in the first half. Was that my yeah. Yes, the one with yeah. the left effort that he put into yeah. like um, yeah, Rose, yeah, Rose, yeah. What he said. yeah, he's got to hit the target there, make the keeper work. But he was he had broke from, from midfield and he had got there. But apart from that, he was he, another, he was another who's okay. I think the problem I've got with a lot of this game is. A lot of the players were okay, but any of them grabbing it by the scruff of the neck and saying, I'm the person to drag us out of the crap, get the ball to me. And I think that's the best way of summing Weir's performance up. Yeah, and you've just summed the team performance up. Let's end it there. We'll be back on Saturday. Johnny, Weir. Game of two halves. He was fucking awful first half. Absolutely awful first half. Like, he couldn't trap a bag of cement. He was slow. He was cumbersome. Like, just I, I to the point that we didn't expect him to come out for the second half. Um, and then second half he came out and he was he was all right. He he got got a bit more on the ball. He looked a bit quicker. He looked a bit sharper. He looked like he fancied it a bit more and come into it a little bit. Um, couple of decent breaks. Couple of half shots, shall we say? Um, but yeah, 
he, he had a, he had a decent second half. So four for me because it was a two first half and a, a six second half because he, he was better second. But honestly, I don't I don't know if you could see it on the TV, but it was so it was he was very bad first half, very bad. Yeah, in all fairness, I didn't really see that on the TV. I did think he was his best game in the Vale shirt, but he was a very, very low bar to begin with. So uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I like what you we we you know we always say it's different. I agree, best from the TV from the first half of the TV. You know, he being a bit anonymous, but you didn't think he was a, a, a two absolutely shite. But he's done nothing. The player who scored 11 goals last year for Morecambe, we didn't seem to be getting him. We seem to be getting the one who didn't start any games for Blackpool this season. We don't seem to have signed the good Jensen we as yet. But he's another young player coming into a struggling side and you can't get compared to Alfie and Ollie because he's light years away from their ability. Yeah, and in all fairness to him, to give him a little bit of leeway, when you've had the first half of the season he's had, he's going to take it's his age a little bit of building up confidence. And as you've already said, you're not going to build up confidence in a side that's struggling like us. He needs a goal on Saturday, a win for the us, and then he can build his confidence, build on that. Hopefully get young Dan Gore in as well, although that'll probably spend the spell the end of starting eleven for Weir. Yeah, to 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 be fair though, I I thought Weir was loads better versus Stevenage. And and that's that's the thing. I thought against Stevenage in that ten roll, like when when they when they played the two behind the one, I thought he was loads better than he was against Reading. So that's that's what I'm judging it on. I'm judging it on the fact that he didn't he didn't add anything at all first off other than putting the ball in the stand. So mm. it's yeah, it was it, it was it wasn't the best viewing. That wasn't. Yeah, fair enough. And then Johnny Chew next on the right of the front three was Ethan Cheslett. Yeah, weird game for Ches. He was in and out of it. He never lacks effort, but he was in and out of it attacking wise. He put in a few decent balls. Had a, had a couple of half chances, sort of thing with with a couple of sighters. But yeah, it was all right. It was a five for Ches. Okay, but. Needs be a bit needs be better there. I I still think he would have been better inside rather than on the right. But um, yeah, it was okay by Chiz. Yeah, it, I'm getting frustrated with Chiz, maybe because he's had what 14 goal involvement so far this season. I'm expecting more from him, but in a team that's struggling, score he's the one I'm looking at for a bit of a creative spark. Whether that's putting it on a plate for someone or putting it in himself and. He just doesn't look like doing that at the moment, but neither does anybody else, so he's not on his own. Steve, cheers. You, you've, you've summed him up there. He doesn't look like doing anything what neither does anybody else. He needs to be stronger, but we've covered that ground before. But he puts he puts the effort in, he gets he covers the ground. But he's another one who's lacking confidence. You know, if you're gonna to say to me who's gonna create a goal for Vale. You've always thought that he's got a spark in him, but at the moment, that's gone as well, so I don't know. Yeah, no. I'm I don't think I agree with that, because he broke away against Cheltenham and forced the own goal, so I don't I don't know if the spark's gone from him. I just think that he's the only one, so we're, so, so we're looking at him more than we are anybody else. 
Yeah, I think I think I think that's, that's actually I think you're thinking about. I think you're right because if you say to us who's going to create something in this team, it's either him or Willow. Well, Willow's dropped off a cliff, so then all the attention does does fall on Chizzy. And the way Chizzy plays, a risky take. You know, he's prepared to take risks with the ball and stuff like that. Then we expect him to be the one, and when he doesn't, it's noticeable. So yeah, I'll take your point on that, mate. Mm. Yeah. And then, Steve, on the other side, Luke Bright in his first start in his natural position, Alex Martin. Yeah, got some good positions, showed some nice touches, got a real good yard of pace, which is something we're not used to, we're not we're not used to watching. End product wise, could he have done more? Yeah, he definitely could. But Well he missed know, a set it, didn't he? Let's call it what it was. Had a really good game but should have scored. Yeah, I was going to get to that. That sitter aside, which he's got to tuck away, but play, having him, and also, you know, he played in his proper position, didn't he? High up the pitch, wide. He was he was a threat, and he gives you an option to go in behind. You can knock it past the player and run. He's something that we haven't had for, for all, certainly all this season. So, yeah, he's he looked okay. He looked okay. Be interesting to see. If we stick with this four-three-three, how he does? Because you know we 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 battered Flipcroft's um, recruitment and the, our world-famous recruitment team, but I think Martin could be a positive one. You know, but time will tell on that, won't it? It will. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how he does on the pitch as big as Vale Park on Saturday if he gets that start, which I don't see any reason he won't. Johnny. Yeah, I think Steve's touched on the majority. My only criticism of Martin is I don't think he uses his pace enough. Like he, he seems to slow it down a couple of times and want and and want to take on his man. Like again, when he was the other side of him. So I just think sometimes you just need knock it and run and go go a bit old fashioned sort of wing play. And I know that that then he's not on his natural side, but deal with that cutback on the byline where if you are going to get fouled, it's it's better to get fouled there than he won a couple of fouls 40 yards into, like, 40 yards up the pitch and wasn't really helping anyone with anything, really. But, yeah, overall, OK performance. Definitely, definitely should have scored. Um, it's... It, it's... It's a chance that you've got to take, especially when we're in in the situation we are. So I suppose you could argue that about their header in the first half, so maybe it's one apiece. Um, yeah. But it's it's a chance that really, when you when you're down there, you've you've got you've got to take. Yeah, Russia blood wanted it kind of. I think he probably didn't expect a chance so easy come to him and Russia blood. But as a professional footballer, you've got to take him, as you say. Um, last but not least, Johnny, Ryan laughed up the top. He's, he's good in between the boxes, um, but in the penalty area, oh, it's so frustrating. Last, like the, the, the ball that Stein whipped across, throw all your fucking body at that. Like, if it hits your hand and goes in, it hits your hand and goes in. Run off, pretend that it's not, and hope that the ref liner hasn't missed it. He just, he got into the position, but then didn't do the extra bit of try and get his head or his foot on it. It is so, so frustrating because it was a, 
it was one of two chances that we made and whether he didn't think Sang was going to was going to get there or whether he's bullied out of it by the striker I couldn't really tell on the ground but I just felt like you had to throw everything at it that's the negative of Loft the positives were again put himself about trapped it trapped the ball laid it off a couple of times really well he started a really good attack off and didn't didn't bust the gut to get back in and that that was frustrating but yeah it was it was again okay um it was a it was five for lofty just because he didn't heal himself at, at the ball if he threw throws himself at it and misses i'm saying it's a six and that's that's absolutely ridiculous comment i know people go what the fuck are you on about but it's that effort it's that it's that felt like the desire they want to score and veggie mm-hmm. might tell me he was actually 25 yards away from it on on the tv um, Truthfully, but, I thought you'd get a better view on the ground because on the TV, everyone was saying Chuck himself at it. I did think he looked a good way away from it where actually he looked ridiculous chucking himself at thin air. But I thought you'd had a better view on the ground how close it was. Because well, in the ground, we're, like, we, we were kind of off off to the corner. Yeah. Because they had, you know, like when, when we went last time, they opened the, the two blocks. Yes. We opened the one this time, so you so you're pretty much in line with the corner flag, so you couldn't really, right. couldn't really where, how close he was. It just felt like he was close enough to throw him, like you want him to throw himself at it. Yeah, yeah. For me, where I'm at with Loft now is he really needs a goal just to give him that little bit of confidence. Because yeah. as you say, and I dispute you saying, and I know you didn't mean it this way, he's brilliant in between the boxes. He's actually brilliant in our own box as well because he won a good few headers. Corner yeah. set pieces get it away. But at the moment, he's not very good in the opposition box. And as you centre forwards, that's probably the most crucial thing out of everything. And he needs a goal now for a bit of confidence. And hopefully, if he can get that goal, some of the knobheads who seem to boo him when he's warming up and come out with all that can shut the fuck up and get back in the little boxes. And, you know, they'll sing James Wilson's name when he's swanning round the pitch doing fuck all. But Ryan Loft puts a shift in and they won't boo him. They can fuck off. He needs a goal. That's not me saying he's the answer. He's brilliant, and you know he's going to lead us to promotion out of League One next season. We know that maybe the ability isn't there, but he's one of the few blokes that's trying his bollocks off week in week out. So get off his back, Steve Ryan Loft. Yeah, I, I cannot follow that any better than that we just said. Loft was decent in two thirds of the pitch, basically. It's just the final third rate matters. He doesn't look like he's good. He don't think he's good. A lot of strikers, if they're missing chances, it's fair enough because, you know, they're going to start talking away. But he doesn't get many chances. I'm in two minds. Everybody, you know, from the TV, it looks as though he should have gone with his body and just tried to bundle the ball in the net like Pope might have done or something like that. But he didn't do it. So. But he, you know, you can't you can't criticise his attitude. He won he won he won a few good headers, except there's no one to flick it onto. Um, he brought the ball down a couple of times. He won it on the half lay, lay line a couple of times. He just doesn't look like scoring. And unfortunately, when you're a centre forward, especially when you paid money for, I've been chasing for three months before the transfer window closed in August. You need you need more than that from him. And at the moment, he doesn't look like. He's going to score his goals. But I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. Get off his case. 
he's our number nine. Give give the lad some support because he doesn't die, he doesn't phone it in like there's a player we're probably going to talk about who didn't start the game. Loft can't be accused of ever giving Leicester hundred percent ability wise and goal scoring wise. That's a different thing altogether. But fair play to him, he give it his all. He just doesn't look like scoring, which is a problem for centre forward. Yeah, it really is. And that's the eleven, Johnny. Quick touch on. We've already touched on the sub at left back, but yeah. Conor Grant was an absolute fucking joke when he come on. Um, Willow didn't really do a lot for me, but the big positive from the bench, as you say, didn't do a lot last night, but to see Ben Garrity back on the pitch, we've got used that as a massive lift now, haven't we? And he's, as I say, he's got a lot of pressure on him because fans are now looking at him to drag the team through. Yeah, look, look Ben, Ben's Ben, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like He's, he's your working-class hero almost. Like People love him because where he's come from, what what level he's played at, the attitude, the fact that he looks like he hates life when he loses. And it's just what you want to see from a player, isn't it? It's it, it's every everything that you think you want as your footballer. So you've got to hope that you've got to hope that, that builds confidence with everyone. You've got to hope that, that pulls people, pulls the rest of the squad forward once he's fit. But we know it takes Ben a couple of games to get get in, get involved. We said at the start of the season, we questioned sort of again the step up, didn't we? Yeah. But then he, ben, ben Garrity does what Ben Garrity does and steps up, puts the shift in, and you, you you're not you're never gonna you're never gonna question his commitment or his desire. So I think he's gonna help Port Vale long term. The minute the minute he's fit and he 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 knows he's ready for ninety minutes, I reckon he'll be he'll be doing it and he'll be back to doing what we what we expect from him. But yeah, he showed a bit of ring rush yesterday. He he gave the ball away cheaply on the halfway, which I think led to their second goal. Um, but it there was an, there was enough players in between that giving the ball away and um the goal going in that you, you turn around and you say, well, actually that's not, it's, it's not down to Ben. Unlike the first goal being down to Conor Grant, not like not defending properly and turning his back. So Ben, Ben's in that position for us where it's, it's brilliant to have him back. It's absolutely brilliant to have him back and kind of try not put too much pressure on his shoulders. Um, because, he isn't single-handedly going to save our season. Um, and that's not a dig at Ben, by the way. That's just... Football, that, no that, one player is going to do it. Yeah, exactly. No no one player is going to do it. It needs to be a team performance. But having Ben in that team, it gives, it gives us a much better chance. Yeah, 100%. And next time a Vale player gets chucked into the audience, if Ben Gaddis is on the pitch, I fully expect him to go over and get involved. He's not going to sit back and let his teammate no, and then that's the other thing. It's a bit of bite, a bit of fight, a bit of desire, isn't it? And I think it's something that, that needs to be on the cards for next season. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's something that we really need to, like, we really need to look at and go, we need a shit house in that squad and a proper one. Like, I know you you disliked him, but more on pack. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would just like him against us. He's the sort of player you go for when he's with you. 
And that's it. And I'm not saying that's not me saying that I think we can go and get Marlon Pack from Portsmouth, by the way. No, that's just saying that mould of play. Same as yeah. Joe Garner when he was in his prime, not Joe Garner now at Oldham, but Joe Garner when he was at Preston and then always causes problems. Sort of play a shit out, you'd hate him against you, but when he's for your side, you think, God, I love that bloke. And yeah, and that, and that, exactly, it's exactly that. We need we need that bit of bite and that bit of grit and just just a bit more of it now because we we see it in spells, but we just don't see it anywhere near enough. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Steve. Anything to add? Nothing at all, except that Vela and Betty when Ben Garrett is in it, can't more than that. And at the end of this pod, you'll probably say your thing's the most live Vale player to score on Saturday. It will be bad, and I can't say more than that, really. Yeah, and we will. We'll get to that now because on Saturday, Vale are at home. We're playing Lincoln. Um, big, 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 big game, and they all are now. But for me, I said Reading, if we lost, we're down. I'm still looking at the table and retaining a little bit of hope, but that's because I'm trying to be optimistic. We need four points minimum out of these two home games. We play Lincoln Saturday. Season ticket holders, if you've got a friend that's really upset, you're all pissed you're off or you don't like, you can bring a friend for free and they can sit through it with you. Um, why suffer alone? So I think that's a real good initiative from the club. Um, Darren Moore's first game in charge at Vale Park. Last home game, I thought the fans were fantastic and behind the team. We need that again this Saturday from the minute you walk in the ground. Positivity onto the pitch. Positivity behind Darren Moore. Johnny, How's the game going, Luke? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you just summed up everything that we need, isn't it? Um, in terms of how the game's going to look, who knows what Darren Moore's going to going to do? Because he's played a couple of games now, different formation um, in both. So it's kind of like, well, that that hopefully stops some of this. Flitcroft dictates the formation conversations as well. Um, because that's, do you know what I mean? Like, more showing you now, he, he is his own man. He will do what he thinks is best for the team um, for that game. So that, that that's quite interesting. Makes it bollock hard for us to predict anything. Um, not knowing if he's going to stay with a four, go back to a five, play two two at the back next week, or just just leave Deborah up there on his own and, and go five up front. So, um. Yeah, but it's Lincoln. It's a team that's pretty much rooted to mid-table at the moment. Um, I think it's going to be it's, it's going to be a interesting one because we 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 need a reaction from Tuesday, and I think we 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 need to now, like Steve alluded to at the start, we need to shit out a point or even better three, but minimum shit out a point and if that means Connor Ripley needing to take his gloves off and tie his lace after 37 seconds then so I'm 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 all for that like it's it, these games are becoming must not lose and then the Fleetwood game becomes a must win if we if we manage to beat Lincoln then takes a bit of pressure off the Fleetwood game, but I'd still I'd still be then expecting a bit of a bounce from it. So yeah, um who knows what's gonna happen, but it's the the the, pos- the positive is that Darren Moore seems to 
seems to have an idea of what's going on um, already. Um, he's he's not dug anybody out individually, but he's he's touched on individual mistakes in the last two games and stuff like that, and he's changed it around a little bit. Now I don't want him keep changing it round because that's that's that that can also have a negative effect. But he does need to find his best formation and his best eleven, pretty pretty sharpish and with with the lads coming back, that's that's only going to help, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, Bess, where would you go with your 11? My 11, I don't think this is what he'll do. My 11, Ripley and goal. Right back, Mitch Clarkin. So I'm assuming he's fit enough to play. Centre off, I'm getting Casper and Deborah. Left back, Dan Jones. Three in midfield, I'm getting Funzo, Garrity back in, and Chesy in the middle three. I'm then going Martin on the left, Loft in the middle. Plenty on the right. And if Plenty and Clark, he can only do his 45 minutes, let's go get 2-0 up inside the first half and then bring them off and lose 3-2. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't we can hold on to 2-0 then. But yeah, if Clark and Plenty can do his 45 minutes, get them on the pitch, let's start and let's get at Lincoln, get the crowd going. Get in front. If you've got plenty on one side, might the other. You've got two pacey wingers that can beat a man, run a player's delivery. Ryan Loft, I want him working. A bit like Popey did in the promotion season. I only want him working the width of the box. Get in the box. Throw yourself at everything, big man. Get your arse on something. I don't care what part of your body goes in, like you've just said. Get a goal. And somehow, let's get these three points. Because for me now, Saturday is 100% a must-not-lose. I want, as I've said, a minimum of four points in the next two games, ideally six to give us a shot. And Bears, you've been on the magic mushrooms. We haven't won a game in 2024. Now you want us to win two on the spin. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Can you remember, Johnny, when we started doing the podcast and we'd, we'd lost something like five, six in a row. Next up, we've got Bolton and then someone else and I said don't ask me why I just think we're going to win the next two and we did we did it I haven't tried that again since so don't ask me why I just think we're going to win the next two fair enough are you missing the same psychic as Amos unfortunately I haven't Oh, you you already... just killed one in the top corner in the last minute to go 1 0 up against yeah. Arsenal. I haven't got there on my stream. Let's... Anyway, Steve, we're back um... to the 10 of Porto win this 1 0. <laughs> no, I can't face that. Second leg Arsenal do. Um, me for Saturday, I would. I've assumed that Mitch Clark isn't fit. I'd bring low at right back. I'd stick with the same two centre halves as. Um, yesterday because I think they weren't that bad and we've got to try and build some sort of partnership if Jonas fit had been left back in midfield I would have Funzo and Ben with Chizzy and then up front I'd change it I'd have Willow because I think I want the person most likely to score a goal for me and that's Willow not Loft but I'd, but I'd get plenty in because if he is fit, a young lad, he gets the crowd going, doesn't he? Bit of excitement to give us a bit of a lift. And having him and Mike on either side, 
Willow threading them in might be our best chance of scoring a goal. So that's what I do. Fair enough. Johnny, what's your 11? Yeah, for me, it'd be low in at right back, Mitch in at left back, um, providing Jones isn't fit. If Jones is fit, Mitch in at right back, um, Jones in at left back. Deborah and Smith retained, didn't do it. They were good enough as a partnership. Um, Funzo, Garrity, Chiz, Mighton, and Tom Sang, if Plant can't start. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Sang further forward. Mm-hmm. I think his delivery is dangerous and he's, he, it'd, be, it'd be a good outlet. Um, and then, yeah, Willow, Willow starting up top. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's where I'd go with it. Um, because I think you've got to you've got to look at getting your best eleven players on the pitch now, haven't you? Mm. So yeah, that's where I'm feeling. So referee for the weekend has just been relegated from the championship. Oh, way up! Um, he's ref all but two games in the championship, and both of the games in League One, he's refereed have actually been derby. Um, but yeah, he refereed the Stoke versus Coventry game at the weekend where Coventry won 1 0. And if you ask any Stoke fan friend that went, um, they will tell you he was apparently god awful. So we've but got James well Bell, one, then. yeah, we've got James Bell. So, if he is or not, exactly, as I say, his surname. Doesn't lead to any any songs that you can think of off the top of your head. I'm sure. None whatsoever. Well, yeah, hopefully we hopefully he just hates Stoke and he likes us, so he's a decent ref. But yeah, there you go. We've got James Ball. Can't can't see he's ever ref as in recent history. Can't be fucked to go back further further if money's with you. No. no. So. But yeah, there you go. There's James Bell. So tell us about um, avtimings.com. Get yourselves over to avtimings.com. The Maidley off is about five weeks away. I'm nowhere fucking near ready. In fact, I don't know if I'm going to have to um, withdraw due to medical reasons. We'll have to see. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Medical reasons being I've been a lazy shit for the past two or three weeks. I haven't ran in that mobile so we'll see. I might have to withdraw for medical reasons. We'll see. But mainly off, I'll see if I can get there, even if it's a case of just getting round. Um, and everyone get ready for the Port Vale run in June. Um, Johnny is going to run with George, do the little fun run. If 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 Steve's if Steve's going to make Joe do it, I'll I'll, I'll do it. Oh, no, I'll send Joe around there. He'd love it. Get his big no, 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 no. You're not sending Joe around. You're going as well. If he's yeah. Made- yeah. Get his big peer, get his big peer around there, like sideshow Bob. Be brilliant. Um, yeah. Is AV time just doing the um, Leipzig fun run on uh, fun run five k on Saturday, Sunday? Do you know, Do you know? I think he is. Well, because that's because we 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 do a free bus service there. So if anyone wants to get on the bus um, from Stainsbury's to Leipzig Country Park, because there's the roads in that way, we run a shuttle bus there. So that's us, and also. Um, we're running a Sunday the 25th of Feb. That's it, yeah. We're doing yeah. that. And also, that's an amazing timing event as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, there you go. So we're helping every time that on that. So that saves me running it later on. But also a week on Saturday for the Derby game, we're running a not so fun bus. And to say bookies have been slower than uh, Uchi is a bit of an understatement. So I could do some people hitting me up and getting me bus going. Otherwise I'll be running at a loss, which I don't mind doing, but it scares against me grain. Yeah, how many seats have you got left for that one, Steve? And give us a few details. So that's Derby. We're going to be leaving bed up what, about 12 o'clock? About 12 o'clock, yeah. If we know you, we'll pick you up in Basel. Let's just say the only people who've booked on so far are us lot from the pod, my brother, and good old Sean Higgs from Middle. So we're, but we're, we're moving. We're definitely going, no matter what. We'll just, yeah. have a lot of spend- we'll just have a lot of seats. Get yourselves on there. Like I say, I'll be on from either Biddle or Basel. Johnny, we're picking you up on the way. So we'll be on the fun bus as well. The not-so-fun bus, to be fair. The not-so-fun bus. So, yeah. Um, Dicko's coming with us as well, isn't he? Dicko's coming with us, yeah. And Steve, how did they book on? Just give the office a ring. Uh, or just, just or, or, say, or You can find us on all usual things. But give the office a ring and someone will sort it out for you. Yeah, Don't that's contact. all he said. Coaches in bed off. Yeah. Don't contact me direct because I'm useless. Um, Anything so yeah, get 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 it done properly. Yeah, get it get done properly. All in said to coaches, there'll be a coach to Derby leaving about twelve o'clock. No alcohol on the coach. Um obviously just a normal coach going there. There won't be a pub stop, Steve. God no, get yourself down there, go to the harvester outside the ground or JJB going there. Last year, last year we got a beer. Forget there's a restaurant you have to pretend to have a beer with, but you can get a beer at the ground if that's what you want to do. Yeah, Thanks. so yeah, you can get a beer at the ground. There'll be none on the coach, but we're leaving at 12. From bed up, there'll be a pickup in Burslem because Dick will be getting on in Burslem. Price, Steve? Uh, 15 quid. 15 smackers, cheap it off the price. Get yourselves on there. So, avtiming.com, I am going for the first goal in the 38th minute. Ryan Loft, Vale, win 2 0 to start the two wins in a row. Okay. There you go. Where are you going, Steve? We're going we're really, really to win, and we're going to win 1-0, and it's going to be the 54th minute, uh, because um, Darren Moore has been told that Willow can only last 55 minutes. The, the, the number nine board, the number 29 board has been raised, and Willow's going to cut inside him Ping it in with his left foot because up the middle. Okay, for that, Johnny. Um, I'm going obscure. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going with 83rd minute. Ooh. James Plant for the first of the five. For the first of the five, yeah. If and James Plant puts us one nil up. <laughs> I warn the club now it might be the second time this season that someone's ran on the pitch. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be definitely running down the stand find me if that happens. I'll be running on that pitch, give him a big fat kiss. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've I, I've got to go positive. I, we we need we need it. I'd, so yeah, ho- hopefully one 0 win. Like I say, I want I want to shit out it throughout. And just pick up, start, pick up something now. Got to. This Saturday, these next two home games are massive. And we certainly will get onto that after we can't afford to lose to Fleetwood because then we've 
since the turn of the year. We've lost to Carlisle, lost twice to Fleetwood, lost to Cheltenham. We've now lost to Reading. You can't lose against the sides in the Ranger all the time. So Fleetwood's even bigger than this. I said I want a minimum of four. If we're only getting four, I'd rather the three against Fleetwood than Lincoln. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and just before we sign off, I know they're not a million miles ahead, but do you think that Cambridge have been dragged into a relegation fight due to what's happened today? And their manager up in chip and going back to Millwall? Potentially. But it could also galvanise the players, couldn't How many times have you seen it where the manager's left them and the players have gone, well, we'll show them what they're missing. Sometimes it doesn't work that way, sometimes it does. Every club in England, apart from Vale, gets a new manager bounce. Dead cat bounce we get, don't we? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Cambridge is still in there. Make no means, until anybody's reached 50 points, they're still in there. And Cambridge, what are the other six, seven points above us? Six, well, there's six points. Six above Cheltenham, seven above us, but they've played 32. Yeah, and what so, have they played now? 31 now. Yeah, so if, if and if the biggest win in the English dictionary, isn't it, for two letters, if yeah. we win on Saturday, they lose with then four points behind them with the game in hand. But I ain't saying with the game in hand because all we kept hearing when we were like getting dragged into it, we've still got three games in hand. We've still got three games in hand. But when you're not winning games, what fucking good's a game in hand? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Short and sharp answer. Yes, they're still very much in a relegation battle for me. Okay. There's just one thing. Any any other business I've got? I've seen today that somebody started to petition to get rid of Dave Flickcroft. Right. This is an online petition where we can where you can all sign to voice your displeasure with Flickers. If you're not happy with him, fair enough. But an online petition, do yourselves a favour. It's going to be loaded with every Stoke fan, Walsall fan, Swindon, everybody who hates us, just signing it for shits and giggles. It's childish, it's pathetic, and it carries no weight. And it's a privately run company, Port Vale. Yes, the fans are stakeholders. That's not me saying that fans don't have a say in the blah, blah. Of course they do. We're stakeholders in the club as fans. But at the end of the day, one person's money supporting Port Vale, it's up to them who they hire, whether you like it or not. And I, I, but I go on, in the ground, if you're happy with Flickcroft, and I know I'm not particularly, that is Vale fans making their making their feelings known. People who attend the games, people who, who've got a proper stake in the club. You're absolutely opening up to ridicule by putting a petition out there. Because if put it like this, if Stoke got one saying, um, I don't know, Saka, Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. We give Ricky Martin the keys to club. I'll be signing it before you can say, um, Living Lavida Loca. Yes, I was just about to before I could get out of the words, Living Lavida Loca. I will be signing that. So, you know, I'm sure it might be the best of intention. It might be a bit of a laugh, but knock it on the head. Yeah, it's like someone getting a petition saying to you, Steve, driver X, and I don't know any names to your drivers, not the name any driver X, I'm starting a petition, get rid of him because I don't like the way he drives his bus. Carries no weight whatsoever. You own that company. Yeah, it's just I just think we leave us over to ridicule, and we and we create enough ridicule with the, with the banter stuff that we do without stuff like that. Yeah, and again, this isn't me defending him by any stretch of the imagination. If we go down this season, for me, it's very much on his shoulders because of January, and he very much his position becomes untenable. So it's not me going. 
God, lay off him. He's fantastic. He's the best thing since sliced bread. It's certainly not. But for now, we've got him. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean you have to go up to him and buy him a beer. But we've got 15 games now to save our season. Get in the club. Get behind the lads. Get behind the players. And again, it's not me saying if we lose and we get beat 5-0, don't boo them off. I'll be booing them off. But now we need to unite more than ever. And I know it's easier said than done when we haven't won a game in 2024. And what did I see today? We've played 54 games since the turn of last year and won 11, losing 30. Yeah, we won 11. Which is fucking pathetic, let's be honest. And that lies on David Flickcroft. Let's make no bones about it. He hired Andy Crosby in the summer. He's brought the players in. That 11 out of 54 fully lies on Dave Flickcroft, and I'm not defending him whatsoever for that. But now we've got 15 games. We need to win ideally five of them. We'll see us five and a few draws in there. We'll see us safe. Let's unite, get behind the lads. Let's make a noise on Saturday. If someone's pissed you off, bring them with your free tickets and get them making noise as well. Yeah. So any more for any more? No, that was all I got to say. Um, we can talk about whether flick cross positions already untenable on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks. Obviously, we've got the we've got the Tuesday next week, and then yeah. I think we I think we're clear for a couple of Tuesdays until the Wickham and Peterborough one get. Slammed. I was going to say Wickham and Peterborough haven't been reorganised yet, have they? Yeah. So once they get popped back in, but yeah. yeah. All right then. So we we predicted three wins more out of blind loyalty, I'd say, than actual anything else but hopefully we, we all we, we turn up it's a happy positive one we've picked up nine bookings in the game because every single player has been booked for time wasting after going one nil up in the 83rd minute and we're, we're we're really happy but if you're not like like you've already like bez already said get yourself down johnny's bar for a pint and have an ale and up the veil So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.